I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Patrick Cushman. And you're listening to Penske Material. You are aware that uh, Penske is interested in me. It's showtime. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Ooh, let's go racing today, boys. Yeah. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Nice advantage, Martin. If you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. Kyle Busch is an ass. <sighs> you're not Penske Material. Welcome back to another installment of Penske Material. It is the championship uh, finale podcast. Joey Logano, Penske Material. He is your 2022 champion. And if you listened to the podcast last week, I'm pretty sure there was two of us on here that predicted he was going to win. Patrick knew it like during St. Louis. I mean, he's had a bet. I mean, you had a nice little payday because, because of the Logano championship there, didn't you? Yeah, I put it out in, I think, July or August. I think I had a free tenor on it. And so I put it on Logano, and it was plus 1,400 from when the NASCAR uh, Cup Series. Uh, I kind of forgot about it, and then I think it was the round of 12 or round of 8. And then I realized, oh, I got a bet for him to win. Um, once he won in Las Vegas, they offered the cash out for about $40. Um, but I wrote it out until the end to bring home $150. So thank you, Joey. Thank you, everyone at Team Penske, Shell Pennzoil, for bringing me the dough. Um, in advance, I bought like $80 worth of uh, championship gear. So you're welcome. There you go. Uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Joey Magado is Penske material. We definitely are not, but we're going to touch on the uh, championship, Xfinity championship, truck championship, a uh, little Jimmy Johnson in, in the future. He's an owner now. Who saw that coming? All that and more coming up. So, uh, I mean, we'll start. I mean, we'll start with, with Magano. Um, I mean, when we picked him last week and I, I don't want to, you know, toot our own horn too much, but I feel like he really wasn't like the favorite at all. Like heading into that weekend, he was plus 300. If you look at a lot of these betting sites, I mean, Ross was riding really high. A lot of people like Christopher Bell, he was kind of as an afterthought. I felt really good about, um, just listening to his media because he had a comment in particular. He's like, yeah, a lot of these guys are just kind of just happy to be here. And he was still pissed off after a couple championships that missed a couple missed opportunities. Uh, didn't sit well with them. They look locked in. I mean, you could see it from the media day. They, like we said, we they had a couple extra weeks to prepare. Took the pole position, kind of dominated the race. So this was no Mickey Mouse win uh, by any means. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really wasn't. You know, that's a tough um, – always tough to, you know, go into a championship race. It's kind of one shot and you're at it. Um, but, yeah, you know, like you said, he had those two weeks to prepare. Um, he's been in this situation before in 2020. He always described that one as the one that got away. Um, in 2015, he probably deserved the championship. I think he had like six or seven wins until Matt Kenseth took him out at Martinsville. Um, so, you know, he's been in these situations. Paul Wolf, of, cor uh, of course, won a championship with Brad Keselowski in 2012, a different format. Um, but these guys are all guys who have been racing for wins, going for a championship. When they walked into L.A., into the Coliseum, their goal was to win a championship. Um, and they got it done through every level of the season. They got their two wins uh, during the regular season, uh, one during the playoffs in the round of eight, and came into the championship weekend and just dominated from beginning to end. Fast, One of the fastest cars in practice was one of the – well, obviously won the pole in qualifying and only had one lap where he was behind Chase Elliott um, and any of the other championship four drivers. So he totally dominated the weekend – the other guy who I think we should talk about is Ryan Blaney. He was also very good 
Um, and I think they shared notes on each other's setup. Um, that's what Roger said, at least in his uh, post-race conference. Um, and so they gave him a new nickname, the wingman. I don't think he'll like that too much because he wants to go out there and win a championship too. Um, but kind of a Penske power. They teamed together, brought a great setup to Phoenix and working on it for a while. And they came out and dominated. Yeah. I mean, you, you could hear Logano. He's talking a lot like, yeah, you know, like Martinsville coming up, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do that. That's fine. And then back to focusing on Phoenix, like for two weeks, really, they, they had the two week head start. And none of those guys heading in to the final race at Martinsville had that luxury because no one was locked in, even Chase Elliott. Um, so like it wasn't determined that he was going to be in yet. So he had the head start and the whole team top to bottom, like his pit crew was dominating as well. They were the fastest team out there and he didn't make any mistakes. And it showed uh, Penske also. I mean, what a good year for him. You know, you win the first unofficial race in the next gen car at the Coliseum. So Logano kind of bookended it with wins at the beginning of the end. They win the Daytona 500. Blaney wins the all-star race. And oh, by the way, he also won the uh, IndyCar championship too. So Roger Penske, just uh, quite a year in, in 2022 uh, for motorsport. Uh, going to uh, Blaney, I mean, heading into next year, where, where do you think his head's at? I mean, obviously he won the the all-star race, but that was a guy I think he's one of the faster guys all year. And we talked about how Joey Logano didn't make any mistakes. He, he could have easily been in this championship four had he have not made so many mistakes that round before. So I mean, you think he's feeling good about himself or you think psychologically like, oh, I mean, I just yeah, and I think his, if you saw his post-race interview, he was pissed. He wanted to win that race. Um, and, you know, he probably didn't take as many risks as he might have been had there not been the championship for. But he definitely was looking to pass him and to win the race. Um, and, you know, Ryan Blaney is kind of always on Team Penske. He's always been the third driver. It's always been Logano, Keselowski and kind of Blaney in that 12 car. Um, he's always kind of gotten the pass for being young. Um, still not there yet. Had three wins last year, a really good year, um, but fizzled out in the round of eight. Um, kind of the excuses are running out, and I think he's he's pressuring himself more than anyone else. Uh, he wants to win races. He wants to go after championships now. He's not just going, to, oh, a two-win season will make the round of eight. He's going for a championship next year. Um, he's got the resources. He's got a really good crew chief um, and got a really good team behind him, and it seems like Team Penske – it, all three of their cars are united under one banner, working together to get the great sets for all three of their cars. Yeah, they always seem to adapt really well. As we mentioned, like Logano was the first guy to win in the next gen car. I mean, that that, that Clash of the Coliseum was a race no one really knew what to expect heading in there. And then you have the new car, they win it. I believe Logano also won the first Bristol dirt race um, as well. Like new tracks, they, they always see the like, gateway this year, first time they ran there. He won. Like, Whatever it is, even like the Penske cars or just the 22 team in general, they always seem to be really well prepared. I mean, early bet, I would think Chicago Street Course, Joey might be the guy because they, they seem to a better, they seem to adjust better to new tracks than anyone. Um, going back with like Blaney though, too, I think that the Daytona 500 really kind of set the tone for the way his season was going to go. Had a chance for the win, uh, got blocked uh, late. So, I mean, with all the go back to duel too he got he thought he was in the catbird seat and then kind of Cindric messed it up and they gave brad the win so that kind of was oh one it's a duel who cares daytona 500 happened i think you could have easily won las vegas too i think he was faster than legano in las vegas oh no there's a couple races like he had the fastest car and it was like down like he he shifted (laughs) coming out of pit lane on the one 
just hit the wall in, in Texas. I think it was, I mean, there's a lot of points he left on the table. So, I mean, like, cause you mentioned, he's going to be putting a lot of pressure on, on himself next season. Like you think he gets in his own head, like with the talents there and the equipment's there. I would almost be worried though. Like psychologically, I feel like that, that's tough to rebound from. I think this is good for him. I think that putting himself in the spotlight and expecting more is what he needs. Like I was saying before, like he's always been the third car in that Penske setup. Um, kind of always flown under the radar, gets a couple wins. Goes somewhat deep in the playoffs, but really isn't a championship contender. Um, and I think he's he's sick and tired of that. I really do. Um, might he push too much? And I think that's maybe where some of those problems arose is he was said, I need to get a win, I need to get a win, and just push it a little too hard and ended up ruining a race, like especially in that Vegas race. He's going for a win, going for a win. Hits the wall, he ends up finishing 18th, um, where even at worst-case scenario, he would have finished second or third. That's a lot of points on the table. Uh, that's the difference between going to the round of four um, and not going. So um, he might push himself a little too much, but I think going into this offseason, the mentality is championship. I don't think anyone's had that expectation or mentality for him before. So I think that it's good for him to have that. Now, going down the rest of the the championship four drivers, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss all of them. We'll go Christopher Bell next. And I think he was really the only one that had a legitimate shot near the end of the race where, like, we kind of could have been kind of concerned. Kind of made a run at him, uh, like, with 60 laps or so to go and maybe got Joey a little bit worried, and Joey still drove away, Um, which, you know, props to I mean, that's just a veteran right there. Didn't panic. A able to drive away. Pit crew did their job. But Christopher Bell, if you're him, I feel like he's – I mean, he's got, he's got to be happy with the way things played out. I mean, he's probably – I mean, honestly, he probably shouldn't have even been there. He was able to have two clutch wins. Um, I think if you're Christopher Bell, you got to be. I you got to be happy with the season. You solidified yourself. Uh, is well, we talked about this last week, but I, I think it showed future uh, Joe Gibbs racing. I I, I would think at least one of them. Um, and like he came in, his car was not very fast. Like qualifying, we like you were texting like, man, they must have switched his and Kyle Busch's because Kyle Busch's was faster in practice, faster in qualified. So he had a, a lot of work to do, and they they gave it a good shot. Yeah, I, and I was very impressed because Christopher Bell, he doesn't even have a round of eight experience, let alone championship four. Um, and then, you know, you come out slow in practice, really slow. I think he was like 28th in practice. Qualifies, ends up going to the back for adjustments. Um, so now you're looking at this thing, and you, you got Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, and Ross Chastain, three of the best there is in the sport right now, and you're starting at the back. Um, and so it's a little discouraging. He makes up a loss. Uh, spots quick, um, but really just sticking with the plan the entire way, realizing it's a five, uh, well, th what is it, 312 laps? It's 312 lap race. You have time to make up those spots. You don't need to push it too hard. Just stick with the plan. We'll put you in the best position we can. They ended up hitting early, shortcutting everyone or undercutting everyone. Right when Joey's out, and if Joey even has a second of a longer pitch stop, Chris Rebell's in front. Mm -hmm. not, probably not even – a second, probably half a second, and Christopher Bell's in front. Um, challenging Logano, who had a dominant car, and really making him nervous. It wasn't until they caught lap traffic. Joey was able to get by that better. Christopher Bell kind of got stuck in it a little bit. Which honestly, I think that was, like a couple of the guys, it looked like. I think it was more circumstance than anything. Logano was catching him on straightaways and able to get right by him, whereas Bell was catching him on corners and having to adjust his lane and all that sort of thing. Um, and then you know, you get a restart, you have a chance for a good pit stop lining up front row or right behind Joey. 
Um, and, you know, at that point, anything can happen, right? Um, and then the the crew member gets his finger stuck and that kind of shoots. That that was it at that point. But you got to be really proud for Christopher Bell. I mean, at the beginning of this year, and you're, you're looking at him and being like, oh, if he doesn't have a good season, he's kind of on the hot seat. I don't know if they would have fired him. Probably would have given him another year. But he's definitely on the hot seat if he did not have a good year. And he came out and impressed me a lot. And I think that going forward, this 20 team is the future of JGR. Yeah, no, no, uh, no doubt. Uh, and we'll get in a little more JGR uh, later in, in the show. Continuing with the field, I feel like he was one of the guys that like Gano was met, like mentioning where he's like, some of these guys are just happy to be here. The other one I think was Ross Chastain. And I, I think that, not to say he didn't give it his best effort, but I think that was another team that no one expected Trackhouse to be there. They did it. He gave it another good run too. The car just wasn't a- as dominant. Um, he had the little hiccup w- with Chase Elliott, which I'll be honest, I don't think he did anything wrong. You know, we'll just dive. I was gonna wait for the chase segment, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into that right now. I think uh, Chase Elliott was very uh, salty after the race about that, and he did his typical chase out of the Chase Elliott playbook. You know, he's mad when they ask him a question like that, and he just immediately thanks the uh, sponsors, uh, congratulates the winner, passive aggressively. So he wasn't too happy about it, but like watching the replay, he made a late move on him. Like it's the championship, you know, Ross, like well, some guys will cut you some slack. Ross is not one of those guys, especially in the championship there. I don't blame him. Why am I going to kill my momentum? Cause you came down late. So no problem with what Chastain did. What really bothered me too. I mean, he was asking, uh, the crew chief was like, was that, was that my fault? And Alan Gustav said kind of like the cheerleader. And he's like, no, nope, no, nope, that, that, he just wrecked it. He just wrecked it. So, I mean, Chase heading into that post race interview i mean he's thinking what they're they're feeding them that like it was his fault they wrecked him so i can understand why he was upset but i mean really like i i don't know what ross trying to win a championship but he's not going to cut him any slack he made a late move you got wrecked so it happens it's a mistake and that was the difference between him winning and losing the championship yeah i mean ross was there he was there on the inside chase wasn't clear and he cut across the nose was an aggressive move by chastain yeah but if it was, I'll tell you this: if it wasn't Ross Chastain, it wouldn't be that big of a conversation. I don't think so. I think because it's Ross, not a lot of people are going to give him the benefit of the doubt with his history this year and stuff like that. But realistically, that's Chase's fault. <laughs> He's not clear, and he just cuts across the nose of someone and wrecks himself. Uh, the same thing happened in uh, what championship was that? I think it was like 2017 with Carl Edwards, where he came across. Uh, Joey's nose, Joey got a better restart, went around the inside. Carl tried to drive him and really pinched him in the front. Joey just stayed his lane and Carl wrecked himself. Um, these guys are racing for a championship. And that's a, you know, these guys aren't lifting. They're not saying, oh, because if Ross lifts there, he loses two positions on the outside. Um, you're racing for a championship. That's what happens. I think that's, it was a typical chase interview. And, I'll, I'll, and we'll both say this till the day we die. Why is he so popular? Um, he, you know, they ask him this big thing. He has this chance to oh, start this controversy. And he says, yeah, you know, we, we had a really good car. Got to thank everyone at Napa Auto Parts, blah, blah, blah. Um, typical chase. And it comes across, and I'm not saying he is like that. He's just, that's just his personality. But, like, it almost comes across like he doesn't care. Like, yeah. crossing sports here a little bit. Like, Yohan Moncada for the White Sox. A lot of people like White Sox fans get frustrated with him because the body language signals he doesn't care. You listen to a Chase Elliott interview, it like sounds like he could care less if he's winning or losing. And I know that's not the case, but like just a bland personality. And he, I, 
I, I don't know. I mean, like that was like a champion. You had a chance to become a two-time champion there. You're one of the better teams all year. And I, I don't know. I, yeah. My thing was too, it one chase didn't have the car to win. Chase wasn't going to win that race unless there was some sort of strategy miracle. The three other championship cars collided, you know, that right. sort of thing. He wasn't going to win the race. Um, <laughs> my problem was, is Jeff Gordon in his interviews, like, well, Ross made an illegal move. Yeah. And I didn't agree with that at all. I, so it's kind of this, you know, and Hendrick always kind of gets, they're kind of the favorite team. They have the most fans and they kind of always, they're a little pretentious about themselves. They're Hendrick. They're the best team in NASCAR. We get it. But that wasn't an illegal move just because your guy wrecked. It doesn't. It wouldn't be a NASCAR weekend without Ross Chastain making some sort of storyline. It's just kind of his reputation, as you alluded to. But like even last week, he makes this great move, and then the Hendrick driver Kyle Larson. Well, you know that's just embarrassing for the sport. Like you know, we 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 would never do something like that over at Hendrick. And this week, the same thing. Like oh, it was an illegal move. He wrecked our guy. Yeah, they are. They 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 kind of they they're always on their high horse. And I I get it. You know, best facility. You know, best equipment. They got some good drivers over there, but I mean, you're right. They're a little not champions though. Yeah, exactly. Not champions. It's, it's interesting too. He's a guy like, I think momentum is very real. He peaked midway through the year when the playoffs came, like he kind of pointed his way through the route. And that's why the points matter in the regular season. And a lot of people are like, Oh, new system points don't matter. He didn't have all those points in the regular season. He was not a regular season champion. He's not making it to the round of four. He didn't run that well, particularly any round. You take away the Talladega win. Like, he was not that impressive. Round one, I think his best finish was 11th. Uh, he almost got bounced in the round of 16. If they didn't have tire troubles at that last round of 16 race, there's a good chance he wasn't going to make it. it yeah, I, honestly. They're like, all three of them, you're kind of sweating it out. Besides, like, they want to tell you, but, like, even Texas, they wrecked, too. So, heading into Talladega, goes like, well, you need a lot of points here as well. So, they just never, they just didn't peak. Uh, they be, they peaked at the wrong time. They, they, they just never seemed to have the speed. So that was not that surprising me that they didn't have the speed this weekend either. I mean, he's one of those guys that I think he knows what it takes to win. Like I, out of the four, like the vet, he, he's the other veteran that's won one before. So I, he, I don't think Logano was, he was one of the guys that Logano was like, Oh, you know, he's just happy to be here. Cause standard yeah. aspect is like, they expect to win a championship every year. Now, you know, the weird thing. And I, I didn't even realize this. Chase Elliott's actually, um, younger than christopher bell he's yeah, a year younger which we consider that chase elliott's like a veteran he's won a championship all this christopher bell's this young up-and-coming guy christopher no, bell's actually right. older than him yeah that is true but he's gotta be the youngest 28 year old youngest looking 28 year old on the face of the earth man i mean that kid looks like he's 16 and chase is not like you you wouldn't think he's how old is chase now 20 I, I think they're like around 28, 29. About the same, yeah. But yeah, and, Chase is older, older by like a year. I mean, it's not nothing much, but you would think you would or, think uh, Christopher Bell is older by a year, but you'd think Christopher Bell was like 21 and Chase was 28. Right. Just to try how long he's been in the series. So I you know, disappointing day for them. Uh track I think they did all they could with the equipment they had. It was just another case of Logano's car was just simply better than everyone. So it was, it was interesting. I thought, uh, like, the truck series race really set the tone for the weekend. Like, that was an excellent race. And I'm like, all right, this is, like, the the appetizer. Xfinity race was solid. I mean, good competitive race. 
Uh, and like, but not not as quite as good. And then the the cup one, you know, we for as far as championship races go, not not the most exciting. Had happened Joey and everything, but they kind of got worse as the week progressed. Uh, we'll go to the Xfinity one. The big storyline heading in to that race was Ty Gibbs and oh, who's gonna wreck him? Everyone's pissed at him. Didn't see it. He once again, kind of like Joey, won the pole, fastest car out there, and they did what they needed to do. Uh, won uh won the race. So. Um, were you surprised no one uh, took a swipe at him or, you know, wrecked him? Because, like, we've seen this a lot this year. It was all talk, like Ross Chastain. Well, you know, someone, he's going to get paid back. Well, he waltzes way in the round of four. Nothing happened. Ty Gibbs this week, a lot of t- chatter. Oh, you know, he's going to get paid back. Didn't happen. Well, I didn't expect Brian Jones to do it because right. I think if Brian Jones did that, he probably would have gotten suspended into the next year. Um, and there's no reason to do that for him. Um, you have to realize, too, like, th- these guys get paid. You know, and especially in the Xfinity and truck side, it's not as much as the cup level of pay. So you gotta, you can't just be suspended for five races and be like, yeah, well, I proved my point. It's like, yeah, you also lost a decent amount of your income. I think if Noah got there on that last run in the last two laps, I think he dumps him. I will maybe not dump him, but he definitely bumps him out of the way, puts him into the wall maybe. Um, But he just wasn't, he just could never get, he was probably like, a quarter to a half a second away from getting to that point where he could overrun the corner and use Ty as a break. He was probably that close, but he just couldn't get, he could get like to a second away from Ty, but he could never break, break into that spot where they were truly racing. Right. Um, Ty had the better car. Gregson was driving the hell out of the thing and just okay. could not get there. Driving um, but if he got there, I think he would have definitely moved him. I, and before we go any further, also, it, it, condolences to Ty Gibbs and the family. I know his, he lost his dad. Obviously, that's uh, tough for him and all the Joe Gibbs racing family. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers with them. Um, but, yeah, go, going back to Noah Gregson, I mean, I think he's going to be so good for the sport in Cup. I'm really excited to see him next year with that Petty GMS team. One, like, he's one of those rare guys. Like, we talk about Chase, how boring he is. At least, like, this guy, he's got such a good personality. Like, he's always giving you quotes. He kind of embraces, not even like that. It's almost like a wrestling type of thing. He's got, like, a big personality, speaks his mind. But, like, he came out and said, community, like, yeah, straight up. Like, I don't like Ty Gibbs. Why am I going to be complimenting him? Uh, You know, and, like, last week, you know, the uh, Ty Gibbs racing, they call him. Uh, the, the Waffle House, the, the shotgun beers. I, I think he's going to be great for the sport. He, he's a fun personality. You either love him or you hate him. So, uh, I'm excited to watch him next year. I think that's going to be a, an interesting team to watch. And I, you know, if there's going to be like a track house type team, I think that's one to watch for. You got two solid drivers. We'll just see if the equipment's there. But I, I think um, Petty GMS is going to be fun to watch next year. Yeah. And Eric Jones, you know, he didn't have a bad year at all, didn't make the playoffs. Um, but if they're, if the win in your end system wasn't in place, I think he would have made it on just pure points. And of course, he uh, won. The Southern 500, of course. Um, obviously, Ty Dillon, he, he was always a step behind. But um, And now with Jimmy Johnson, which we'll cover later, Jimmy Johnson buying into this team, giving Noah kind of a guidance. And Eric Jones has been in the sport pretty long, too. He's gone. He, they both went through the JGR pipeline, got fired um, kind of thing. So I think that this is a good team. Eric Jones will show them the ins and outs of being a cup driver um, and Jimmy Johnson will kind of give him the guidance um, and give him that winner's mentality. 
Um, so yeah, I I definitely agree. I think this is a team on the rise with the next gen car. Um, the you know the gap is so much smaller. So these small these small um, smaller teams, while you know they're not probably going to compete with JGR next year or Hendrick, but they can fire off a couple wins most definitely. Um, and then and by winning and running better, you're going to get even more resources and more resources, and you're just building upwards momentum. Um, in the next coming years. And he's a young kid who had plenty of years in this sport. He's a likable bad boy, um, which is what this sport needs. Um, And he's a personality. He's not a, he's not just a, you know, Oh, thank my sponsors. Thank my manufacturer. Love the fans. Goodbye. He, like you said, he'll give you a quote and he's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, we'll go straight into the petty GMS right now. So, um, Jimmy Johnson, the big news this week, he's going to be a uh, minority owner in the team. And uh, Richard came out and even said, like, hey, I'm not going to be around forever. And kind of alluded to, like, Jimmy might be taking over the operation once he's done running the team. Uh, It'll be interesting, too, with the next-gen car. Because, obviously, they don't have the same funding as, like, one of these big Hendrick teams. But, like, the next-gen car was supposed to be prepared. And this year they tied the most wins in uh, in, in a season with 19 different winners. It was the first year, I think they said, in NASCAR history, a guy didn't lead a thousand laps uh throughout the year so i mean it did its job parity wise now we'll see if these teams what adjustments they make and uh if that competitive advantage wears off but I-, I find it really interesting that he gets involved do you think he helps this team at all because you know for a while everyone was like well like he's like retired done with nascar gonna do indycar part-time just the ovals oh no wait now he's doing indycar full-time then he wants to run Le Mans and all these sports cars and now he wants kind of came out of nowhere that he wanted to be an owner so I guess how invested do you think he he's gonna be in it? Do you think it was like a rational? I mean, like a almost like a midlife crisis type decision? Like, oh, you know what? Let's just buy it because it's not very lucrative right now. So, do you think he helps this team going forward? And I mean, what did you were you surprised by by the announcement? I was uh, I I thought it was gonna be more of a deal where he's gonna run in the track house ninety one for like the Daytona five hundred and the Coke six hundred, and you know he kind of do a couple races, run around the track a few times kind of thing. I didn't think he was going to buy into a team um, like that. I mean, and it, this comes out during championship weekend, kind of just out of the blue. There wasn't, like with the Kyle Busch announcement, we kind of all knew. Um, with a lot of these announcements, they're kind of already rumored. Um, Noah Gregson, we kind of, once they announced Ty Dillon was leaving, we kind of alluded to, okay, it's probably going to be Gregson. Um, but this one just came out of the blue. We had no idea. But he's going to be running some races, but I think it's going to be behind the scenes, and it's going to be a winning culture. Um, Jimmy knows what it takes to win, and I think, like, in a lot of um, – I don't think Jimmy was technically necessarily the most technically gifted driver out on the racetrack at all times, but he knew when to dig deep, and he knew how to find ways to win, or um, especially in those chases. If you look at his racing reference and those races, he always had top fives was rattling off top tens through all those 10 races. He knows how to get things done. He knows how to rack up points. He knows how to win. Um, and that's what a team like this needs is they know how to guy who, you know, it might not all be there, but they're going to find a way to win or they're going to find a way to get the most out of anything they can get. I would think too, for the couple races he's running, he's, he's going to run the Daytona 500. Or at least he's going to bring in some sponsors. I would imagine as well. I mean, oh. Hall of Fame guys. So that'll bring a little bit, a little bit more money into that team, but I think it's going to come down to how invested is he going to be? And it sounds like judging out the press conference, he will be. I just, like I said, I was so 
taken off guard because I thought, you know, he was done with NASCAR. I wanted to just do like the half, like run a couple races here and there, try some other stuff, spend some time with his family. But I mean, being an owner takes a lot. You see how busy Denny Hamlin is all the time and all, all these guys. Uh, so we'll see. I, if he's if he's fully invested in it, then I, I think it could work out well. But um, that'll be interesting to monitor as it goes forward. Out of the truck side, another future driver we're excited about, Zane Smith. So we are two for three in our championship picks uh, this week. I think we all picked the same guy. We picked Zane for the trucks, Gregson for uh, Xfinity, finished second, and then obviously Joey for Cuppet. Zane really put on a show. I mean, making up eight spots after a bad pit stop, uh, great restart near the end to hang on. I, he, I, he's going to get a cup ride sooner or later, and he deserves it. Like, that was a really great, uh, great show he put on. Yeah, uh, like you said, he was running up front all day, fastest car. Uh, I think he won both stages. And then late, late, the, I mean, he was running away with the race. There comes a caution. Um, a lot of guys stay out. Some take two tires. He takes four, and it's slow. So he's not even the front guy with four tires. He's, you know, in ninth place or something. And you're thinking there's only 20 laps left. You know this puppy's over because you. I mean nine nine spots in twenty laps. I mean that's something. Um, and then he goes out and in the first two laps he's already in fourth. Um, he takes them four wide down the middle and he says, "I'm sending this puppy in here. Wreckers or checkers, I'm gonna get this." And then with I think like four laps or three laps, um, he ended. He was racing really hard with the the leader and ended up uh, the guy in third. I think it was. Uh, by Majeski ends up racing him. He saves the car. Majeski wrecks, and there's a caution. He goes behind. Instead of taking the front row, he says, you know what? I'd rather take the inside. I know that's where I want to run. And he goes out there, and he wins that race. Um, that's one of those moments where you dig deep and do anything to win. That's the kind of mentality you need to be if you're in the Cup Series. And he races clean, too. I was I, I was made a fan of it. I mean, we I got my first – a glimpse of him in St. Louis. He, he was running the cup, and then he obviously had the truck race there, and I think he ran pretty well. Uh, but, like, watching him at mid-Ohio, when he had the chance to win, he could have wrecked Parker Kligerman for, for a win, and he didn't. You know, he just he raced, him, he raced him hard, but he was clean about it, which you don't see a ton of in the truck series. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with this guy, especially the way a lot of these guys, especially in the truck series race now, that's, you know, wrecking yeah. the way. It's kind of and, the way. And he will be in the cup series for select events um, in the FRM. I assume it's going to be the 36 car. Yeah. Um, and including the Daytona 500, Which I uh, glimpse, like you said, in gateway. Um, but I think, I don't know how many races they just said a few select races. So four I or five races. I don't have the exact stat, but I would imagine this would be one of the first times, maybe the first time in history that you had all three champions from trucks, Xfinity cup, all racing in the Daytona 500 from the previous year. I mean, I can't imagine like many other times that that would have like from the previous year, all three yeah. women be racing. I mean, that's kind of, that, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. and I think the truck series, I think that was the most exciting out of, I mean, the cup series obviously got the pedigree of right. the top drivers and it's hard to discount, but I think from a racing standpoint, especially the top 10 drivers in the trucks, I think that was the best racing all year. Yeah, that was an excellent – I mean, that was the best race of the weekend by far. I thought Xfinity put on the best product for the majority of the year, um, just like racing-wise, but Trucks is right up there with it. I mean, it was a competitive 
uh, season as well. Also props, I, I think it was either Majeski or Rhodes who was behind him in second. They, they could have wrecked Zane for the win there as yeah. well, especially in the championship. And they didn't. They tried. They raced him hard. And I think they yeah. tried to move him a little bit and couldn't. So also props. I think it was Rhodes. I want to say. Yeah, it was Ben Rhodes. I mean, he could have. He could have just not lifted, and just drove through him and used him as a break, and won the race. Um, like you said, when you race with respect, you get respected back. Um, and that was something good to see because a lot of times in the truck series, um, especially like the thing with the truck series, it's great one through fifteen. And then that on back, it's just not all there. Right. Uh, a lot of the equipment, I think Spencer Boyd, he actually got parked because his car was too slow. He couldn't make minimum speed, not because he was wrecked. A lot of times that's, oh, can he make minimum speed after a wreck? He didn't even get wrecked. He was just <laughs> way too slow. Right. It, it's like that sometimes. Speaking of going slow, uh, our picks for wrap of the week. I am just getting my ass handed to me week in and week out. Pat, you took another W last week uh, with the uh, Kyle Busch m&m's car he ran his last m&m scheme too this week i thought that was a pretty cool scheme i don't know if that's the one you're going with you're going to be the first pick but uh it's going to be weird next year not seeing the uh, m&m's and mars candy in the uh in the garage so uh cool way to send it off but the floor is yours i mean you get the first pick for, for half of the week and try yeah. to kick well, off the championship year here well you called it i'm going with m&m's and kyle bush um, obviously, we've known he's leaving. We've known Mars is going to be leaving. Um, and it's been like, oh, wow, that's going to be weird. And now it's kind of real. Um, and I think it hit Kyle in, his, in one of his interviews. It wasn't televised interview, but I saw it on YouTube. He was pretty emotional about it. He's leaving. I mean, this has been his family for 15 years, let's say. Um, it's kind of real. Eminem's isn't there. Eminem's has always been there for him. JGR has always been there for him. He's won two championships, given it all for this 18 team, um, and they're gone. Uh, and it's going to be kind of weird. I mean, everyone knows NASCAR. If you ask like a casual fan, they're like, oh, but I like that M&M's car. Like, that's always right. cool. Um, that's not going to be longer there. That's been there for a long time, even with, like, Elliot Sadler um, way back in the day. Um, so it's going to be weird. It was a good little tribute they had to the fans of Rowdy Nation, even though I'm not a a Rowdy Nation uh, supporter. Um, I'm going to miss that paint scheme um, and all the variations of it with Skittles, Snickers, Double Mint, um, all that sort of thing. It's going to be weird not seeing it on the track at all next year. That's a good pick. I, I have a feeling you got a winner there. I'm going I'm going home rich. I'm going with the Daniel Suarez 99 track house. I mean, he wasn't really on TV at all because they're kind of running the back, but the Comscope Gray car. Usually they have like the uh, the the light bluish green one. That one, the gray one. Uh, this time it was pretty slick. Got the Trackhouse logo, blue high accent. Trackhouse always has really cool paint schemes. Him and Ross always seem to have good ones. So um, that that's the one I'm going with here. I mean, that we'll we'll do way too early next season predictions. Who is the team? team and or driver you think is going to surprise some people next year and who would you have as your favorite uh way to the championship favorite for next year oh i think dark horse is ryan blaney i think he's going to go in next year i think he's pissed off um he's in his prime right now he's pissed off he knows he has the team to win around him and he's going to go in there and he's he's not going to be lifting for guys he's not going to be mr nice guy with the aviators and the long hair and kind of you know, Mr. Popular, he's going to go out there and he's going to win races. Um, So he's my dark horse for my favorite. 
I'm going with Kyle Larson. I think, you know, he had a kind of a championship hangover, um, was decent in the regular season, um, had two wins, um, but kind of busted out in the round of 12, and no one really expected that of him. Um, but I still think he's one of the most talented drivers um, on the racetrack. I don't know if I'm going to pick him, but I think he's I think he's a favorite going into next year. And it's way too early to say. I'm going I'm going Kyle Busch is one of the guys I think is going to be one of the favorites. He's pissed off, bad equipment back half of the year, having a fresh start. He's got something to prove. Now everyone think I think after 2019 everyone's like, wow, he's going to win like Jimmy Johnson is going to win like the next five. He's in his prime. He's kind of fell off the map since then. So the eight cars had some speed this year. He's a talented driver, as talented as they come. So I think he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Dark Horse, I'm going Eric Jones. We talked about it a little earlier. I, I just think, like, he had a solid season. He finished the highest out of anyone. He beat Truex that last race. Uh, for drivers that didn't make the playoffs, he finished the highest in, in the standings. So I think they'll be good. And I also think, you know, I think that 2311 team is going to be pretty sneaky, too. I think that could be, like, the next crack house type. They take their next step. Bubba had a lot of speed this year. You're adding a really talented driver uh, to a Tyler Reddick. So that would be my team uh, to watch. Well, we had 22 and 22. Are you saying it's 23 and 23? Could be. We yeah. will see. I was thinking that earlier at the gym. I was like, no, nah, I, I, I was debating going like 23 for the day. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, well, well, hey, you will see. I think that's going to be a fast. That, that team's going to have some speed. So we'll see. It was a hell of a season, though. I, I, I very much enjoyed watching it. It was uh, fun breaking them down every week. Uh, if there's any silly season news, we might have an emergency podcast. Who knows coming up? But until then, I think right before next uh, next season starts, we will be yeah, we'll see you in Daytona, LA, and then Daytona. Yep. Yep. It's, fun. it's been fun. So, right, that's from me. I'm Mitch Kaminsky. That's Patrick Cushman. This has been Penske Material. Hopefully, you enjoyed the race uh, and the podcast. We will be back uh, with more racing coverage. Uh, at the start of next season. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week.